Hello, and welcome to Four Color Nerds Cut the Cord Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Tim, and I'm joined by some other streaming media nerds, Ryan. Hello. And Hannah. Hey! We are down carry this week, and we'll do our very best to fill in the blanks. Together, we take on television for those who have cut off the tyranny of their local cable provider each week. We gather here to find a great show to watch from the often overwhelming variety of shows to choose from. We review the prior week's selection, then we pick a new show and do it all over again. This is a review show, so obviously there will be spoilers. This week's show is Santa Clarita Diet Season 1. The opening theme is composed by John Debney. Let's take a listen. Created by Victor Fresco, starring Timothy Oliphant as Joel Hammond, Drew Barrymore as Sheila Hammond, Liv Hewson as Abby Hammond, and Skylar Gazzondo as Eric Bemis. Executive producers are Victor Fresco, Drew Barrymore, and Timothy Oliphant. And let's talk about the show, guys. First of all, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was funny. It was interesting. It had a world I was interested in and a mythology. Well, not really mythology because I don't get too into it, but it had a mystery to it that I was interested in. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. It was fantastic put together. I, I think they did a really good job of taking on that genre in a way that I have really maybe only seen once or twice. And it's never been in a show. It's only been in the movies. You know, they did a good job of making it fresh and new. And, you know, zombies like vampires has been done to death. <laughs> fresh. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I did. I think it's a really great thing to see a zombie show just done really... It was very cheery, wasn't right? it? It was just... Yes. The music was bouncy all of the colors it's bright and sunny California and you know everybody's upper middle class for a murderous dark horror it was fantastically happy it kind yeah. of reminded me of Weeds and The Walking Dead kind of mixed together Weeds because you've got your suburban world with people having this secret kind of subversive life it's a very good comparison actually that's going on and then you've got your Walking Dead for the moments of extreme violence that they have and gore yeah and gore which are even more shocking because it's like juxtaposed against this suburban life that's totally tranquil and calm. And then you walk into your wife eating the neighbor in the backyard, you know, with <laughs> the blood and entrails everywhere. Yeah. Licking her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and just handling the hunger. Oh, my goodness. Just one ball. <laughs> <laughs> The chemistry between Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant is really good. I think the dynamic of their relationship was really sweet. Yes. I never thought I'd say that about a show where a guy was trying to be with a zombie lady, but there you go. They were just like, I'm going to work hard to make us work. It was a love story. I mean, yeah, it really was. It was. I, mean, I liked it when they were like, when we fuck things up, we're going to fuck things up together. <laughs> <We're>, yeah. <you> <laughs> know. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to do it by myself anymore. It was fantastic. I've dealt with a lot of relationshipy themes that even most romances don't actually deal with. Overcoming changes in your life and compromising and teamwork and how forthcoming you need to be with people that you're close to and, and parenting, managing parenting and managing your own issues with being a parent and how do you prioritize that was really cool. I also thought they did a really good job with when there was tension, keeping the tension just simmering just under the surface, like things that would happen earlier in the episode would just keep coming back throughout the episode with just little like side glances and comments and then yeah. it might be something from a previous episode with like unresolved issues. They really played well off of each other. You know, the big surprise for me, like I was expecting good things from Drew Barrymore and I got, but I really liked the actress who played the daughter. I really liked yes. Matt Houston as Abby Hammond. Yes. I thought she 
was she developed as the show went on too. She developed fantastically the show. By the end of the the show, I think she was my favorite character. And I I said it when we watched the series of unfortunate events. But I love dialogue. It's just one of my favorite things about watching anything. And I think especially with Timothy Oliphant, he just he was my favorite all at least halfway through. And then as the daughter developed, as she became who she was going to be, she became my favorite over and above Oliphant's character. But I did love the way he spun his words. It was just fantastic writing and the way that he played the writing made it for me. I really enjoyed Eric. He kind of has that sad puppy rejected dude kind of thing going on, but he's still trying really hard to be a good friend. And I appreciated that kind of a portrayal. Like He wasn't super shitty about trying to pressure Abby into sleeping with him or whatever. And he was also really funny. He's really, really funny. Yes, he was everything Simon should have been in, in uh, yes. Shadowhunters. <laughs> you know the relationship between Sheila and Joel was really good but also the relationship I, between Abby and Eric was really good too because they're kind of interested in each other but they have a lot of other stuff going on so they can't really go there and when there's tension or awkward moments they don't exactly ignore them but they don't let it get in the way of their actual friendships that's that's there which I really enjoyed that portrayal yes I also thought the thing with Loki the drug dealer that they go to kill who ends up turning into a zombie and then when they go to find him, it's turned into like a smooth jazz, uh, you know, soft rock guitar playing guy in the coffee shop. Six episodes with my roommate, and then he had to go to bed, and I ended up watching every single episode the very first night, because I just couldn't stop watching it. He asked me what had happened with Loki, and I said, I literally can't fucking tell you. I just can't. You have to see that. You have to see what happens. Yeah, it's brilliant and unexpected, and it's very good. I like that becoming undead kind of frees you of, like, anxiety and worry and allows you in a lot of ways to become the person you've always wanted to be but have been held back by fear in one way or the other. You're controlled by your impulses but you still kind of have choices around how to deal with that and I appreciate that. Just read today the, the scene with Loki and Drew Barrymore where she's jumping on his back and they're flying around the room. They actually lost a week of filming because she got thrown off of his back and ended up with a concussion. Ow! <laughs> yeah, she really committed. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's good for you. <laughs> Is that method acting? I'm not sure but I'm impressed nonetheless yeah really enjoyed there's a scene where abby is testing out a cure and it has side effects if it doesn't work right and oh she my keeps... god she killed that oh wow yeah it was good and she kept fooling me over and over again like every time yeah right, she got me every single time i loved it <laughs> uh, i really enjoyed that scene i thought that scene had some brilliant comedic timing and you get to see love yeah i liked it because the doctor started out so so composed and then at the yeah, end she was like, she's I just fucking like ah! wait 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 I, the doctor was portia de rossi yes that's portia de rossi yeah, i did not even recognize her that's what's yeah. crazy wow yeah. there were a lot of guest stars in here Yes. And Oswald was the doctor he goes to see that brings in the psychologist. The first person she kills is from, I think it's from Firefly. Yeah, Nathan Fillion was so creepy. He ah! really was. And then when she bites his fingers off, oh, it was so, it was so satisfying. And she's just so calm about <laughs> it, yeah. It's just like, oh. Loving it. The show is just a nice mix of comedy, of excellent relationships, horror, <laughs> extreme violence, you know, and gore Yeah, it gets times. really gross. With the puking, emetophobic, no. Extended puking. I believe the words are an insane amount of vomit. Just an insane <laughs> amount of vomit. <laughs> that scene where he's showing the house and you can just <laughs> hear her in the background. <laughs> 
<laughs> just dying. Like, really dying. The neighbor that he uh, smacked with a shovel was Dan, right? Yes, the crooked I cop. love the yes. banter with yes. Dan and Rick. That made me laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they just went back and forth. And, just, and it was so genuine. That's something you would see yes. in this situation in, in any given neighborhood anywhere. When they were arguing back and forth and bantering and the family was just going back and forth between them like they were watching a tennis match. <laughs> Why can't we live between two bakers? Right? <laughs> Why does it have to be two cops? <laughs> the relationship with Rick and Joel was fantastic as well. You know, they're in the garage and they're smoking their pot together and they're just laughing and having a good time. Playing and... music. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> It's been a long time since I sat and watched every episode. I knew I liked it when I binge watched it, you know? I didn't want to stop. I had to pull myself away when I did stop watching it. It goes by really quickly. It's just very watchable and it's not like soul crushing and completely horrifying like most horror genre things. I think it's just light enough. I think the tone of it is like the chippery kind of tone that the main theme of Dexter sets up just with the brightness and the visual jokes. Dexter's much more dark, but it, yeah, it doesn't really get dark in that way. It made it all easy to watch. Family-friendly killing. Yeah. Trademark. I just trademarked that. <laughs> Family-friendly killing. Santa Clarita Diet. <laughs> Favorite character. You guys are both going mm. for the daughter. I think, though, looking back on it because of the dialogue, I still stick with Joel. The way he just puts things, it, to me, it stuck to me. It made me feel like that's something I would say. So I, I just bonded with him. Yeah, Abby Hammond is my favorite. I think Eric was I my favorite I did like Eric a lot. I really did. The scene where they're at the uh, con and he's trying to show him how to be fantastic. Timothy Elephant kind of does the straight man really well. But when he's with Eric, right. Eric gets to be the straight man. So Timothy gets to be the jokey one. So I like that dynamic. I did like that refrain whenever something really horrible would happen. They'd be like, but yes, we're realtors. Like, this doesn't happen in our world. All right, let's rate it. I give it five plastic storage bins with no lids. <laughs> <laughs> All of the shots that they take and their frustrations are so relatable, too. It drew me in. I may have to watch this one again. I think another comparison for this might be Seinfeld with zombies and that they take yeah. small little things and have like long, you know, dramatic tension built around missing a lid for something and the argument you have about it. And, you know, that just seems very Seinfeld relatable where they little fix thing. it on little yeah. things. I could see that. I'm going to go ahead and give it five misplaced digit <laughs> out of five. <laughs> oh, I was so sad when she was trying to put her toe back on and she tried to nail it and the <laughs> the toe split in half. I know. That was so funny, though. Like, if you've ever done crafting, that's how it goes. The nail was a bad idea. She was reaching on that one. She really was. <laughs> should have used a screw. Pilot hole. She should have drilled a pilot hole. <laughs> <laughs> I was going back and forth between giving this four and a half and five. I was right on the bubble. I mean, I was thinking about it, like you were saying, like the binge watching. I binge watched this and that to me tells me that I liked it. And I can't think of a single thing I didn't like. So I think I will give this five bash your brains in with a baseball bat. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that for me anyway, this has been my favorite series that we've done so far. I really, I put it up there. It was fantastically done. It is definitely worth a watch by anyone who wants to enjoy some quality, quality entertainment and zombie madness, but still family-friendly killing. I think I recommended this to three people at work today. I want to watch more. I would have watched more about how they ended it, but they kind of left you just hanging. I think that kind of reinforces yeah. my giving it a five, because if there were another 10 episodes, I probably would have watched another 10 episodes immediately. Absolutely. That, 
this is something that I think I'm going to watch again. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Every week, we each bring a show to consider watching. We each vote for a show, and we cannot vote for our own show. The show with the most votes is our next show to watch and review. I'm going to go back to my very first offering, because I have heard also really good things about this one, and I am interested, and I do love the main actor, Sneaky Pete. With Giovanni RBC as a con man. I mean, I don't want to go too far into the storyline of it, but I believe he's like fresh out of prison and trying to uh, make his life right, but he keeps falling back into his old ways. I've always loved con man movies, series. I just love the way that people kind of totally take advantage of people who may or may not be on the same level of intelligence as them, and so I'm thinking it's probably going to be really good. All right. I'm going to nominate Z, The Beginning of Everything. It's on Amazon. It was already nominated before, but I just, you know, I want to see some boobies. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see a period drama, and I want to see some boobies, all right? Way to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to follow that one? I'm going to follow that up with a documentary. Okay. Abstract, The Art of Design, which is a Netflix series. So it takes designers. So it does architecture and cars and just all different kinds of things that are designed and how it shapes the world and shapes your thoughts. And each episode is kind of in the style of whatever it is they're discussing. Oh, cool. First of all, it's like visually just beautiful. I mean, it's a show about design. So, you know, of course, it's Mm going to be really interesting. But they said that one problem they have with a lot of documentaries is they're very dry and boring. And they really tried Mm -hmm. not to do that with this one, that it's supposed to feel really alive and vibrant and interesting. And it's not all architecture or art or anything. There's things that you wouldn't necessarily think of as being designed and how that affects you and the world. And I I think it sounds really interesting. That sounds pretty cool. It does sound pretty cool. Well, it's time to vote. I think it is time to vote. So we'll go in the same order? We'll go in the same order. Same order. In the same order. I am going to go with Hannah. I'm sorry. I can't not vote for that. So Z, the beginning of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Boobies! Hooray! I'm going to vote for Abstract. I... Ooh, I kind of, I want to go with, with Sneaky Pete, the Giovanni Ribisi. And we have the second tiebreaker. <laughs> yes, but this time we're going to use the actual rules for a tiebreaker. My question would be, do we, is it possible to throw the, I mean, I know we already have our rule, but since Carrie isn't with us, can we throw the tiebreaker to her just for one response to maybe let her make the final call since she's not involved this week? I could ask her. All right, we're going to take a little interlude while I go pull the other <laughs> member. fourth vote in. Uh-huh. Uh, Carrie votes for Abstract, The Art of Design. She says she, wants, okay. she likes that it interacts with the world and, you know, isn't just about the thing, but how it influences the rest of the world as well. Fantastic. Cool. Abstract, The Art of Design it is, which would have also been our win under the original tie-breaking rules. So uh-huh. it was destined <laughs> to be. Uh-huh. Funny how life throws the ball. Just the one ball. <laughs> and it was small. Just the one. It was small. I thought that would make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> The tingle. I love when she talks about the tingle. I don't know why, but I just do. It's not not sexual. It's not not sexual. Down there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
So that was Santa Clarita Diet. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other podcasts, Four Color Nerds Comic Book Reviews, and Broke Gaming at FourColorNerds.com, or our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. On Stitcher. On SoundCloud. And on Podcast Addict. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep streaming, nerds.